It's a beautiful Friday because the Mariners are back and Julio is back. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. We got more prospect talk and we're answering a couple more of your questions coming up. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It is Friday, August 12, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D A N E G N Z L Z and Colby at C Pat 11. That's C P A T 1 1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. So Julio is back. We had some roster moves made right after we hopped off the mics yesterday. A rare off-day roster move from the Mariners. Julio Rodriguez is back, activated off of the 10-day injured list. Jared Kelnick goes down. But on top of that, Kirk Casale, deadline acquisition from the San Francisco Giants, newest Mariners backup catcher, has been activated from the injured list as well. And unfortunately, with that, that means that Luis Terenza's time in Seattle, as expected, has come to an end. He has been designated for assignment. There is the off chance that he could return to the organization if he clears waivers. But considering that he's still in his mid-20s, he's a catcher, he's still kind of interesting, I'd be pretty surprised if he ended up clearing waivers. So... It's possible, very possible here that Luis Terenza's time in Seattle has officially come to an end. Uh, We're going to be talking some prospects later. Uh, Colby's going to be doing prospects 20 through 16 in the Mariners farm system. We're also going to answer a couple of leftover questions uh, from uh, yesterday's mailbag episode. But let's talk about Julio coming back. Uh, we, We get to watch Julio Rodriguez play baseball tonight, and that's an amazing thing. Uh, In this lineup is as close to full strength as it could possibly be. We'll see about Jesse Winker, but Winker did not go on the IL as the corresponding move for Julio coming up. So it's it's possible that there's some good news on Winker's front with the uh, with the back spasms. So let's just talk about what Julio does here for this lineup, which has struggled mightily over the last you know week or so to consistently score runs. What does Julio do for this team? Well, he provides a punch at the top. He lengthens the lineup, um, kind of reshuffles guys back into their rightful place in the lineup, so to speak. Uh, he also provides the good center field defense that uh, the Mariners have missed. Um, you know, Kalnick mostly handled center field. He was okay. Um, but obviously a good center fielder makes your left fielder and your right fielder better. Uh, and Julio does that. He also provides some speed, which the Mariners um, – 
lack it's pretty much Haggerty and, and Julio and then like a clear step down and then it's more and then honestly kind of a clear step down and then it's champion Adam Frazier. So, uh, yeah, the Mariners need some speed. They need some defense. Um, and they need some more punch, uh, in this lineup and they add all three. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much, um, power Julio has, um, wrist injuries, even when the guy is hundred percent healthy, they tend to linger. There t- tends to be some power outage, uh, for a little while after, um, I'd also be interested to see, how aggressive he is on the bases. Um, Julio slides head first every time, and, and obviously that puts a tremendous amount of strain on your wrist. So um, it, it's going to be one of those things where I think, you know, obviously he'll help. I just, I'm curious what type of player Julio is going to be at the plate. Is he going to be aggressive on the bases? He only attempted one steal since like July 5th, um, and it happened that he hurt his wrist on that play. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's one of those things where, I don't know if you're getting the full 100% Julio Rodriguez, but only like 80, but it, 80% Julio still helps this team. And, mm-hmm. you know, Julio's kind of a freak. So maybe you do get 100% Julio Rodriguez. That'd who be really amazing. Knows. Yeah, we'll see. And, and that, that could be the difference maker because Julio there for the last, what, month and a half has been playing like a MVP candidate, not just a rookie of the year guy. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see what version of him we get. It might take him a couple of days to get his, you know, his timing back. So I wouldn't read too much into anything that happens in this series. Uh, but hopefully by Monday, Tuesday, uh, you know, heading into the next homestand, he'll be, uh, he'll be, he'll have his timing back and he'll be ready to go. And he loves playing in this ballpark down in Arlington. So good place for him to, uh, kick things back off. Let's talk about Kirk Casale here and what he does for this ball club and what he does for Cal Raleigh's legs. (laughs) <laughs> before right. we started recording we were saying cal raleigh's quads his his calves his knees everything are thanking the heavens that kirk casale is here because now the mariners have a legitimate backup catcher which unfortunately luis torrens was not for the most you know for the most part this year so casale of course i is uh luis castillo's former battery mate in cincinnati mm-hmm. i would venture to guess that he will be catching castillo on monday uh, against the Angels, uh, but I, I I would also venture to guess that we're going to see Casale in the lineup more often than we saw Torrens, and that you know by extension is going to give Cal Raleigh some much needed time. So yeah, that's huge, right? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, Casale as as much as I've been a Luis Torrens defender, um, I still think he's going to hit. By the way, like I'm still not giving up on Luis Torrens. Um, but Casale is just better at everything across the board right now. It's it's and it's really not close. It's a massive upgrade. It takes some time off. My guess is we'll see Casale on Saturday, and then Cal will catch the day game on Sunday, and then Casale will catch Castillo on Monday. So my guess is we'll see Casale tomorrow, Cal tonight. Um, I do wonder if maybe just maybe. I know they've been hesitant to do this in the past, but would Scott consider DH and Cal Raleigh when Casale catches? Yeah. At, you know, not every time, but every once in a while, because Raleigh's bat, you know, the the left-handed power that he brings is something you need in this lineup. And so I do wonder mm-hmm. if maybe it's possible we see Casale at at uh, catcher on Saturday. Like Casale at catcher, Raleigh at DH, mm-hmm. and uh, France. And obviously this depends. Does Hanniger need, need the DH that day? Does Winker sure. need the DH that day? Then, then Raleigh's probably out, but... Uh, just, you know, from the catcher perspective, Casale is a guy you can start three times a week and, and feel fine 
you're not it's not a dark hole in the lineup it's not you know this it's not andrew knapp back there defensively right it's like a legitimate major league catcher um who also by the way crushes left-handed pitching so if you're in if you're in a, a tight spot late in the game and you need a right-handed bat Casale's a pretty good answer so yep. we'll see how aggressive they want to be with the two catchers traditionally they've stayed away from that second catcher using that second catcher at all cost he's always the last guy on the bench uh but you know we're what 50 games to go 49 games to go mm-hmm. it's go time sometimes you got to take a risk and if that means you have to play with the pitcher because you have to forfeit the dh to to put cal raleigh behind the plate then so be it you figure it out yeah. from there yeah and i mean you know they they haven't shied away from doing that they did that in uh, tuesday's 13 inning affair so and uh, it worked out pretty well for them too it's a pretty smart move mm-hmm. by uh, scott service so Let's move on. Let's talk some prospects. You're ranking prospects 20 through 16 in the Mariners farm system in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked on Mariners is brought to you by Liver Health Formula. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure, to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low on energy energy all the time and best of all liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term as a listener of our show you can try liver health formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of curb fit with your order curb fit is a safe and all natural appetite suppressant making it easy to say no to unhealthy foods this makes it the perfect complement to liver health formula go to getliverhelp.com mlb to learn more again that's getliverhelp.com mlb to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order go to getliverhelp.com slash mlb now to get started you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every single day let's get into these prospects we are continuing prospect week which is going to bleed into next week because Things kind of got off the rails here at Locked On Mariners. But let's continue here with prospects number 20 through 16, as determined by one Colby Patnode. Starting at number 20, Isaiah Campbell, right-handed pitcher who's now converted to the bullpen, and he's looking really good post-surgery. 24 years old now. He's at AA Arkansas, recently got that promotion. What has Campbell been able to do this year to land him back in your top 30 list? Yeah, um, the conversion to the bullpen certainly seems to uh, have reignited some of the the stuff of Isaiah Campbell. He's up to 98 with the fastball, uh, and the slider is shown plus at times. And right now it's probably a 55-grade pitch. At times it's flashed 60, even 65. Um, what's interesting about Campbell is that when he was drafted, um, his best pitch was actually a split change, and that was a, a plus pitch for him. He's not throwing it this year. Now, that might be a result of the elbow surgery and him not wanting to push things right now. Uh, so it's entirely possible that 
uh, the split change will emerge again next year. And if it does, Campbell's a guy who's going to have three legitimate out pitches. Um, still has work to do. The slider can get flattened out on him sometimes. Uh, there's not a tremendous amount of run on the fastball. It's a pretty straight pitch, so he has to do something to generate fastball value. Uh, 98 and and flat is not going to cut it. So, uh, but I do think adding that changeup back could help the fastball even more. So I, I I'm interested to see where he goes uh, with the with the split change next year. Um, kind of makes sense that he's not throwing it this year coming off of the elbow surgery, but I think next year he that's a pitch he really needs to reintroduce. And if he does to some success, we're looking at a high leverage closer type reliever here because he throws mm-hmm. plenty of strikes. Um, and the stuff is, is good enough if he can, if he can, you know, find a little more consistency with the slider and, you know, bring back the split change. There's a reason he's, you know, not in the top 15. It's because he still has these things to work on just to be mm-hmm. a, a really good closer. But I think he can get there. And I, I've always been high on Isaiah Campbell from draft day until today. So, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not surprising that I found a way to put him on this list. Yeah, uh, love the call too because he has been great this year, and uh, he might appear in the Mariners bullpen next season. Mm-hmm. So, got to keep an eye out for that. All right, coming in at number nineteen, the man who the Mariners acquired for Taiwan Walker in a deal with the Toronto Blue Jays a couple years ago, Alberto Rodriguez, outfielder now in High A Everett. He's twenty-one years old, had kind of a sluggish start this year, but is figured it out as of late uh why is rodriguez around your top 20 right now um it's a good question (laughs) he uh he's kind of an all bat prospect right now uh Mm -hmm. but the exit velocity community loves him he when he hits the ball he hits it very hard he definitely has power uh i would say it's probably 60 raw power, 55 game power. So he can hit home runs from the left side. He can hit doubles. Um, when he hits the ball, he hits it extremely hard, but there are swing and miss issues here. Um, and there are some pitch recognition issues here, mainly with breaking balls. He's, he's not handling the breaking ball. Well, and at 21 mm-hmm. years old and Modesto, it's not that he's out of time to figure that out. It's just that that time is fast approaching. And it's also worth noting that Rodriguez is on the 40 man roster. So, I would not say his spot is safe this winter by any stretch of the Mm -hmm. imagination, Uh, but there's still a lot of projection in the bat. There's still a lot of tools in the bat. The bat speed's fine. Uh, It really comes down to pitch recognition. He needs to start hitting the breaking ball, Um, but he's probably going to be, you know, average to fringe average in in right field or left field. And he's got a very strong arm. So uh, there's enough here that you can squint and see a major leaguer and, maybe one who, you know, hits 250 with 30 home runs uh, with, you know, average defense in a corner outfield spot. Uh, but if he doesn't start hitting the breaking ball, then he's going to, to plummet down the rankings and probably plummet his way out of the Mariners organization when they DFA him this winter. So he's got a lot of work to do. He's trending in the right direction finally. But mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, the next couple of weeks are huge for him. And then if he can survive the winter on the 40 man, which we'll see uh, next year is going to be massive for him. If he doesn't end the year, you know, swinging a pretty good bat in Double A Arkansas, it's it's probably it end of his uh, Mariners tenure. So, a mm-hmm. uh, lot of pressure on him, but the tools are still there. He's still a very tooled up, uh, tooled up bat. All right, so coming in at number eighteen is Tyler Locklear, the Mariners' second round draft pick this year, twenty one years old, now in uh, Low A Modesto, and. Uh, this is kind of low, I would say, for a second-round draft pick. 
Does that say more about maybe you feeling this is a disappointing pick by the Mariners, or does it say more about the state of the farm system still for the Mariners? Probably the former. Um, because here's the deal with Lockley, right? He's a first baseman. Yeah. Like, there is, like, the Mariners say they think they can turn him into a, a decent third baseman. I don't believe them. Uh, he's not a great athlete on the field. He's got a strong arm. And I think he could maybe handle third base in a pinch, kind of in the same way Ty France can handle third base in a pinch. Um, but he's a first baseman. So in order for him to have value to you, he has to hit. And he has to hit pretty big. So um, I the good news is, is that the power is there. It's It might be 70 raw power, 60-game uh, power. Ton of home runs, even in wood bat leagues like Cod League. He had nine home runs in the Cape Cod League. Uh, draws walks, doesn't strike out a ton. There's not a ton of bat speed, which is pretty unusual for power hitters, but the swing is is very smooth and it's engineered to be, you know, to kind of make up for the lack of natural bat speed. Uh, he's short through the zone. There's really no wasted movements in the swing. So for now it's going to work, and I would assume that he's going to hit just fine in the low minors. When you start getting into double A, triple A, and you're adding in the breaking balls and the change-ups and all that stuff, uh, we'll see how he performs. Uh, I really didn't know what to do with Locklear. He's so unique and weird. But this is a guy that the data community of the MLB draft loved. They loved this mm-hmm. guy. Yep. I think I think Fangraphs even had him like 34 overall in the entire class mm. because of the data. So the data community loves him. That makes me intrigued. But I do read reports about slow bat and I do look at, you know, first base only. So he has to hit, there's just a tremendous amount of pressure yeah. on that bat. So for me, honestly, I don't know if this is too high, too low, just right. I, I don't know because when the data community is, is fascinated by a guy and you hear about the exit velo and you see the home runs that he can produce, you kind of get excited about him. But then mm. you look at what the traditional scouts are kind of saying and you're like, yeah, I, I see that too. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what to do with him. So I've stuck him here. Mm. This is a guy who could be top 10 next year he could be outside my top 30 next year i mean like i don't know what to think of him he's off to a pretty nice start though for modesto so we'll see but he has to hit it's all bat for him coming in at 17 now is the man the mariners got for donovan walton earlier this year from the san francisco giants perlander barroa 22 year old right-handed pitcher who's now at double a arkansas what do you like about perlander barroa and what do you not like about him yeah, Baroa is a really interesting guy and, and quite a get for, for Jerry Capoto for kind of a 4A utility infielder. Um, fastball, 93 to 96, sometimes touches 97. Uh, not a ton of movement on it, but he locates it very well. He's able to dot up the corners. It's it's probably 55 command with the fastball, 60 control. Uh, the velocity is, is good, uh, so he's going to get value on the fastball. Uh, the slider is, it's kind of a firm slider. It's, it's cuttery sometimes. Uh, but he also has, uh, but it also has a chance to be, you know, a 60 grade pitch. So you kind of look at it and you go, okay, firm fastball that you can locate, uh, and a slider that's plus at times right there. That's, that's middle reliever. That's Matt Festa esque. Um, but I think there's a little more here because, he tunnels the two pitches very well. They're thrown from the same arm slot. Uh, it's very hard to distinguish them, so he'll get a lot of ugly swings. He's also five foot eleven, but he somehow gets depth on the fastball. He stays on top of it very well. 
Um, so it's kind of an interesting profile because he doesn't have the prototypical size you would imagine as a starter, yet he still gets the depth on the fastball that, you know, typically is associated with height on a starting pitcher. So the changeup, it's, it's a little Mm -hmm. hit or miss. And that's, that's kind of why I have him this low. Uh, if he had a, an average changeup, even he'd probably be higher because I would like his chances to start. Doesn't have it right now. doesn't mean he won't, but you know, it's, it's not there. So for me right now, when I look at this, it's a guy who is two good pitches, not elite command or control of the slider yet. uh, And no third pitch to speak of. That's, that's kind of a middle reliever. But, uh, and the slider, could always get guys with good sliders i forget sometimes so there's a pretty good chance that that's going to come into play for him at some point all right so we'll get into your number 16 in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners is brought to you by blue nile whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as the person you love with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. blue nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape size and clarity as well as setting style blue nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring and each ring will be a one of a kind looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. and going on now is the blue nile anniversary sale save up to 40 percent on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25 percent on engagement ring settings plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever piece go to BlueNile.com today this episode of locked Mariners is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online is where the game starts all right so we're going to get into your number 16 prospect then we're going to answer a couple of the leftover questions from our mailbag yesterday number 16 on your list another recent draft pick of the mariners right-handed pitcher 18 year old prep pitcher ashton aj izzy what do you like about izzy well, there's a lot to like here. We can start with the fact that he's six foot three and weighs about a buck sixty. So there's plenty of projection mm-hmm. left. He's going to get stronger. He's going to add muscle. He's going to add good weight. Um, there's also a lot to like with the fastball. It's it's mostly right now 93, 94, uh, but he's touched 97. Uh, there's some belief that you know as he gets bigger, he adds more weight. Uh, he he'll regularly you know touch triple digits uh, even as a starter. Uh, so it's a very live arm. The slider is kind of fringy right now. It's it's a it's a pitch that needs work. So is the changeup, um, but there's promise in both of them. Again, he's 18 years old. A lot of projectability here. He already has one plus pitch, the fastball, um, and I would say that it's it's a pretty clean delivery, right? There's really no extra concern for injury. He actually hides the ball pretty well too. It's a little bit of a longer arm path. But, he, you know, he stays square. He's able to throw plenty of strikes. So it's not going to be an issue for him 
uh, as well. So there's actually some deception to go along with his velocity. We'll see how the Mariners want to clean that up or if they want to clean it up at all. Uh, but there is a lot to like with this arm. There, it's it's all upside uh, with with a guy like Ash Nizzi. So it's not as if he's you know a for sure thing. Uh, but he's a he's a pitcher, a high school pitcher that the Mariners went over slot to get. I mean that should be sending off alarm bells, right? The, the Mariners are pretty good at this. And so when you look at a guy like Izzy, who has just, you know, projection out the ears and he's already got a plus fastball with really good control and deception, mm-hmm. there's just a lot to like here. Izzy is a guy who very easily could be top five, you know, in a year. Uh, he's got that yeah. kind of that kind of ceiling. We'll see, though. He's only 18. Got to take it slow with him. He's not pitching uh, this year. He'll start next year. I assume he'll probably start in the ACL, but there's a chance he starts in Modesto uh, along with uh, his draft classmate, Walter Ford, who we will talk about sometime next week. Yeah, I was going to say the vanilla missile survives another round. He is even <laughs> higher on your list. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So let's uh, let's get Number into these one, leftover questions that we have from uh, our mailbag that we had yesterday. These are both from Twitter. Let's start with Jake Guerrero at Jake G-U-E-1291964. Please maybe consider having less numbers in your username. Just a thought. Just a thought. Anyway, <laughs> is the belief that Evan White is going to possibly be brought up? Looks like his stance is different. What are your guys' thoughts? Colby, Evan White has been at AAA now for the last couple days. He had a home run the other night. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think about Evan White now in 2022? No chance. He gets the big leagues. Um, mm-hmm. And he's going to be in AAA for most of next year as well. If he survives the 40 man roster. That's true. And, and if he, you know, isn't traded. So uh, I still believe in Evan White uh, long term, but he is, I think, 26 now. Um, mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of running out of time here. Again, not all of it his fault. There are some injuries at play here, very similar to Kyle Lewis. But also, like Kyle Lewis, at some point, it's, it's put up or shut up time. Um, and so. The new stance, yes, it's nice, but ultimately, to me, the thing with with Evan White has always been more of a game plan issue than a swing issue. Evan mm-hmm. White always looked like he was trying to murder every single pitch that came his way, um, and it led to a ton of swing and miss that just isn't part of his game. So Evan White, to me, is going to be more valuable if he goes back to what he was in college, which was hit a lot of doubles, pretty good average, and then the home run power just kind of comes naturally. We know Evan White has out-of-the-park out power. We know he has that raw power in his back pocket. So for me, it's more about going back to hitting line drives and then you know picking your spots and, and you know maybe popping 25 home runs instead of trying to pop 35. Uh, that's that's a better profile for him. So we'll mm-hmm. see what he, what he does the rest of this year. I'm, I'm going to be watching him. It's, he's a very interesting player to me still. Um, but he's not you know, even he has a lot of work to do to get back on the Mariners radar at all. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't doubt that he'll do the work. I just doubt that he'll see it through as a Seattle Mariner. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I'm, root, I'm rooting for him, but I'm not expecting anything from Evan White going forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still believe in Evan White, just like you, the gap to gap power, the, the easy home run power as well. Like the, the athleticism, of course, the well above average athleticism. I think eventually he Great could be speed. a corner outfielder and, mm-hmm. uh, and a pretty good one at that, defensively speaking. So, you know, there, there's still potential there. It's just he's he's got to stay healthy. He's got to work on some things. he's He just needs a lot of time in AAA still and uh, to, to 
basically reinvent himself because he has to do it. He has to do it now. Yeah. If he wants a chance to get back at the major league level and succeed and have any sort of chance to succeed, he's got to reinvent everything that he's been doing basically at this point. And he's got to figure out a way to play with his new body because obviously, you know, the athleticism has probably diminished a little bit because of the injuries naturally. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's got to he's got to figure that out too, being comfortable with his you know, diminished athleticism and figuring out how to succeed in spite of it. All right. So last question comes from (laughs) neutral vibed Mariner fan. So you're just, you're staying gray, staying in the middle. All right. I like it. And uh, they ask playoff ceiling and floor and then put in parentheses, not making playoffs question mark for the Mariners. So what is the Mariners playoff ceiling and floor Colby? Yeah, the floor is they don't make it. Uh, that's totally possible. Um, I still feel good that they're going to make it, but it's totally po- Of course it's possible that they don't make it. There's a lot of teams right behind them. Uh, it basically takes one bad stretch of baseball to knock you out. Uh, so, yeah, that's the floor is that they don't make it. Uh, the ceiling to me is probably the CS. Um, it's just I think once you get past the, the three- and five-game series, the Mariners kind of lack the rotation – depth and the lineup to to kind of you know hang with either the yankees or the or the astros and the best of seven um so i I think that's where they fall short i don't don't, just don't think they're as deep as those teams and seven game series really are the separator here uh good news is wild card round is three games uh the the ds is five games which we're going to get ray and castillo you know to start two of the three games in the wild can get uh, Castillo or Ray to start two of those games in the, uh, in the DS. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, you're, you're going to have a good shot, but once you get to a seven game series, you're talking about, you know, I need Logan Gilbert to pitch well against the Yankees cause he's going to get two starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> tell me you feel good about that. Like, uh, yeah. you better win those Ray and Castillo starts, but I, to me, it's the CS is, is kind of where they, they run out of steam, uh, that they're not quite built for a seven game. You know, series right now uh so that's where i would say their their ceiling is but uh yeah the floor is they don't make it at all their ceiling is they're a couple wins away from the world series yeah i would agree with that as well i just i i think this is where kind of the difference between roster construction of the top two teams in the al and the mariners which i think has a pretty good shot of being the third best team in the al just it still shows you the disparity there between those two clubs and how they're built and just what the difference is between those two teams and the rest of the, and the rest of the league, really. Yeah. I mean, like Yuli Gurriel, right. is like the worst everyday player for the Astros. He'd be yeah. like the fourth or fifth best everyday player for the Mariners. So it's just one of those things. You're just not quite built there. Uh, but Hey, you know what? The beauty of the playoffs is it only takes one guy getting hot at the right time yeah, that's true. and it changes that's everything. So, you know, just yeah. ask the Braves about Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler. Yeah, who's the Mariners? Daniel Murphy, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like Travis Ishikawa. Like, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's Kirk Casale. That seems like a, a playoff it, name. That seems like it, a playoff yeah, hero name, does. right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it would, if anybody, it would probably be the emergence of Sam Haggerty. Yeah, uh, the hero we deserve, but not the one we need. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see, but yeah, I think the the CS is probably where they would where they would cap out. But yeah. you know, once you get past the once you get into the playoffs, it's not all luck, but luck has a huge part of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And good pitching. And that's why they prioritize pitching. Which is why I gave them the CS instead of the DS, because they have <laughs> yeah. very good they have very good pitching. 
Yeah. Yes, indeed. Indeed. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidying Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. is D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode, whether you're watching or listening to it. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.